Welcome back, folks. Here we are. Our special guest today is Tracy Howell, who is zooming in all the way from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And Tracy's been involved in real estate one way or the other for quite some time. First of all, sparking the interest and then getting her dad to invest in real estate and then taking a run at being a, a realtor and then getting into wholesaling and eventually into multifamily, into sub two deals. So you name it, Tracy's seen it, done it, been around it. So Tracy, welcome to the call. Great to have you. Thanks. It's great to be here. All right. So tell me a little bit about what sparked you into real estate investing in the first place. Because it sounds like you wrangled your dad into it back in the day. Is is that kind of tell tell me how that happened? I do not come from a family that invests in real estate. But uh, when I was little, I just would be riding in the back of the car and we would pass by certain buildings. And I would think I, I would like to own that one day. I don't know what made me have that thought. That, that's kind of weird for a little kid, but I like it. It is. I just certain certain buildings had a certain vibe and I liked it. And either I wanted to live there or I wanted to own it. Very nice. All right. So you're you're a kid in the backseat with your mom and dad bugging them. They're telling you to shush and quit talking about properties. How did you how did you turn that into action? And I think you got your dad to buy a building or two or something at some point, correct? Right. Um, well, coming up into 2000, I just couldn't hold back anymore. And I was became determined that I was going to own something uh, that was a rental. Had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I talked my dad into buying some rentals and we went and bought A-class rentals and paid full price, no negotiating. Um, <laughs> so, wait, so what were these? Were these single family houses? What kind of rentals were you buying? They were duplexes. Um, there were three duplexes that we purchased at that time. All right. But, so you, you and your dad, but he did not want to pick up a hammer. He did not want, he just wanted my to look dad, <laughs> My dad was great at what he did and it was not real estate. That was not <laughs> what he did. But, um, you know, he, um, we bought them. They still cash flowed, believe it or not, a little bit. Um yeah. And I just, from there on, just had that drive to get one more. And I got picked up a couple single family houses, a quadruplex, and then another duplex. Now, was, was this on your own after your, your dad kind of did the three, then you started doing your own by yourself? Yeah, I just, um, I owned part of a company that sold and I had some money to put somewhere after that. And I thought, I'm going to have that portfolio I wanted. And none of the places that I dreamed about it as a kid were available. I checked. I remember <laughs> all that time and none of them were available. Um, but I picked up those and just had that rocking and rolling and, and went right on up until my daughter got sick. And um, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. And we were, I was managing that portfolio long distance from Kentucky. And this, mm. the portfolio was in South Georgia. And it just, I was having to lean into my mom to help me. And she just couldn't, we were all overwhelmed. And so I basically sold that thing at a loss. And I regretted that for a long time. And that's how I knew that I wanted to get back to it, but I had to wait. Yeah. So, yeah. so when did, what year did you jump back in, Tracy? Well, when I started buying the rental properties, I got my real estate license. Um, that was during the time I did that. And I, I gave, I, you know, I tried to do that, but I did not like keeping up with everybody's bank deadlines and their documents and what they had done. I just thought I wanted to do this for myself, not for other people. You got, you got sick, sick of babysitting people and watching them flake out. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I, people have to babysit me. I don't want to babysit them. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So, yeah, I like being babysat yeah. myself. Yeah. I so I just let that lapse. And I, I went on and I homeschooled my kids because of the situations with my daughter going to treatments and things. And we went all the way to high school and they said, well, I'm going to go to college. And I said, great. When you go to college, I'm going to Birmingham. And uh, this got a better market, uh, real estate market. And that's what I did. I I started wholesaling a couple of things uh, there in my hometown before we left to try and drum up some money for the move. And that's what I did. So how did you kind of, how did you hear about, figure out, get going with wholesaling? Yeah. So um, I'm okay to say other people's names that I heard. Sure. sure, sure. Yep. So I heard of a guy named the flip man. His name is Ty Taylor Uh, over here in Birmingham. At the time, I didn't correlate where I was moving to him. I knew about him first and he mentored me and it was a bare bones, uh, blonde hair teaching. I mean, it was get a house at this price, sell it at that price. You get to make the difference. Very, very simplified. It was, it was, the concept was new to me after buying a class properties to what, what hustle properties you have to hustle to get. But that's what I had to have. I had no money. So I started following after that. And when I moved here, he actually came pick me up one day and showed me around the entire town, what, you know, what to buy, what not to buy and really helped me to get started. And uh, that was, uh, I I can't say thank you enough that he did that. He didn't have to meet me. He could have just made me watch the podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but before I moved, I had this one guy that kept telling me something about a sub two deal. And I just kept thinking in my head, this guy thinks that I'm smarter than I am. There's a too many different parts. <laughs> hey, sub two deal. What the heck does that mean? Right. So you, you it... like moving parts. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, so you started investigating that sub two deals. I started watching some videos um i would get two or three minutes in and think that's not for me it's too many i like the simple things i'm not good with the calculator um just i just thought the simple way was going to be better there were people i knew of making enough money doing just wholesaling i didn't have to do that but i kept running across a deal here and a deal there that i would think i wonder if that one would work interesting so maybe for folks who aren't familiar with it now that you understand it, how would you how would you explain to a newbie what does a sub two deal mean? Yeah, well, there there are there are some things that need to be taken into consideration when you're looking at doing one. However, it's basically you just come in, take over making someone's payments, and that's it. You've taken it subject to the existing financing, but um, you know knowing going ahead and knowing in advance how you want to sell it is important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner, Phil and I basically sell them on cash for deed, which means that we're coming in, taking over these payments and then getting someone else set up on payments coming in on the other side. And at some point they cash out and it, and it cleans out the entire um, pipeline of mm-hmm. payments. So, yeah, I would imagine that when you're doing, looking for wholesale type deals, you are coming across these kinds of opportunity. And before you'd have to give them up because you weren't able to wholesale them. So now you can actually squeeze some juice and, and 
and and you've created quite a good business out of doing these subject two deals in addition to the wholesaling. Is is that am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Yeah, so Phil and I, and uh, that'll that's a little bit later in the story, but that is all we do, really. I mean, we've done some flips, we've done some things to try and not throw away really good leads, but for the most part, we're a creative finance uh, real estate company. Um, yeah. So Very that's nice. all. So there's a there's enough of them out there to build a business on. Interesting. All right. So you were you're kind of nervous about them early on. Yeah. And then I think there's uh, tell us because I interviewed Phil a while ago. So maybe tell us your version of the story of how you guys got connected. <laughs> and I'll and I'll see how close they are. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. They're probably pretty close. Uh, I, I'm sure they are. A disaster is about <laughs> Pretty a good descriptive word. And I found a, a, a deal that I thought, I wonder if this is a sub two. And the guy that was telling me about him was a follower of William Tingle. So mm -hmm. I thought, I don't want to do those deals, but I'll reach out to him and make my wholesale fee or get a, give him a referral fee, right? And right. he can have, I didn't want that thing. And he said, I'm not going to do that, but you can pay me a consultation fee and I'll show you how to do it. And I have to hand it to William. He changed my life. It was not for William. I would not have the degree of success that I have today. Okay. But yeah. so I, he started walking me through and, and it was a lot of frustrations in that deal and it was overwhelming. But after it was over with, I thought, huh, I could do this. If everything went right, I could have done that. Right. So I, I found another deal that was perfect. So, so, for, so sorry, I didn't quite get it. So you didn't actually do that deal. You no. So it, I had paid him the consultation fee and the deal fell through. And he said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to gift you a membership to the, okay. just stay in here and learn about it. And so you, um, you got pretty close. You saw, you saw a light at the end of the tunnel. You saw that you went through the trouble mm -hmm. and the expense of learning kind of how it worked. And you almost made it happen with that, but it fell through, right. but he kind of, William got you hooked. He did. And nice. uh, okay. yeah. And he got pulled me into the group, a world-class group of people. Just can't say enough about them. They've changed my life, the whole group of them. But um, yeah, and then I just stumbled into another one, still looking for the wholesales. And I got that one. And that one was worse <laughs> than the first one. It had every kind of problem. There was a mortgage lady that had some fraud going on. She had had a second on it so that if it, when it auctioned, which she was kind of setting them up for, right? Yeah. So that when it auctioned, she'd get kind of a kickback on that, on that second position. And the people were clueless. Uh, they didn't want to call you back. And they're, it was just, it really got down to, the minute of the last minute at 5 p.m., that was the end of the day we could pay. And our payment went through at 5.01. Wow. And they accepted it. So, but when, so I when you say they, who who were you? The, mor yeah. the mortgage company accepted our payment. So but um, who were you working with on this deal? Was uh, that yep. So that's all I was going to back up and tell you. So when I introduced this, all the frustrations I was having, I introduced it to one of the deal evaluation calls that William was having. And Phil, my partner was on there mm -hmm. and William made the comment. Yeah. She's complaining about this and that and the other, but Phil, you'd love to see a deal like this, wouldn't you? And he said, I sure would. And I thought, and I, I think I may have said this on the thing. Well, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he took it mm -hmm. and he started doing things and lo and behold, well, he's in California and mm -hmm. I was local so he kept having to ask me to do things to service his deal. 
And at the end of it, I was like, oh, I wasn't ready this to This is done. a pain. I just wanted I just wanted to hand this off and get a little kick batter, kick commission of some sort, but right. Uh, right. And at the end he called me and he said, I, there's no way that I'm going to give you a referral fee or whatever it is kind of money on this. He said, I'm going to give you half of it because we should be partners. And I was like, okay, well the deal's over with now I'm happy and celebrating. And it's it turned out to be a fantastic deal. One of our better deals. Uh -huh. And uh, I thought, yeah, I need some help getting through these things. And he's good at all the things I'm not good at and vice versa. Uh -huh. And we were a compliment to one another. So we built a company around that. That is wonderful. Deal. <laughs> yeah. So what, what year was that Tracy? That wasn't that long ago, was it? Now that's uh, been almost three years ago now. Okay. So, so a little over two and a half. Yeah, right kind of smack in the middle of COVID and all that kind of good stuff at the time that we were recording. Right. Okay, so so you accidentally started this partnership, which has kind of blossomed. You're the local expert. You're in the area that you're you're doing these properties. Phil's in California, but you're joining forces and and taking things by storm here. So a couple of questions I got for you. Um, okay. Since the over the last three years or so. How many deals have you guys done? How many of these subject to deals have you guys done approximately? Um, approx somewhere between 20 and 25. Wow. That's quite a few. That's a, that's a pretty good volume. And yeah. the other question I got for you is how do you divvy up responsibilities? Because like marriages, <laughs> like business partnerships of any chance of any type there, there's always that challenge, that communication, who does what and, how do we keep on an even keel? So it sounds like you've each found your own lane in this business uh -huh. partnership. So maybe explain to folks, what do you do and what responsibilities does, does Phil take care of? We, my dad had a partner, business partner, and he advised me early on, don't have a partnership unless you know how it's going to end Yeah, because otherwise it'll be a disaster. And so we planned the, if the end was inevitable, we planned that out in advance so that we know there's not going to be any arguing or, or, you know, if one of us, something happens to one of us, our families don't have to be um, fighting the other person's family. So we did those things up front. But then after we got going, you know, he's good with a calculator and I'm not, and there's no way he's letting me around a calculator of any sort. And there's no way I'm going to venture into his lane on that. So yeah. it's pretty safe, you know, and I'm here doing things that he can't do. So he's not going to come into my lane. And so it really happened kind of naturally. But I also am blessed to have a son that's in the military that has done a lot of planning for um, different programs that he's been headed up or been involved in. And he did a workshop with us uh, about a year in and helped us to develop SOPs and plans of action. And we mm. created, you know, worksheets and workflows and all that around everything that we did from start to finish. And over time, we've just perfected that and perfected it. And each one of them, each one of us, based on what we're good at, takes that job. If we're not good at it, we mm. don't take it. If we are, then that's our job. Smart. That is really, really smart, Tracy. And I'm so glad that your son is an expert in that. So oh, that was a workshop. How long did that take to, to kind of create those SOPs? Because I've tried that in the past. It it can it can be a little yeah. overwhelming. 
Well, he, he sat us down over three days and just said, tell me what, tell what's going on. Talk about what's going on from the start of how we find the deal. Um, what, what's involved in that, how we get the deal under contract, what we do with it once we get it. And just in a, in a perfect scenario, right? What does that look like? And he just sat there and listened to us talk and take notes. And if we repeated something, a, a point of pain more than one time, he would come back after breaks and say, I heard you mention three or four times this. Do you want to take a look at it? And we were like, wow, that's going on in every area. It was just so helpful to have someone that was hearing us from outside of the issues. Yeah. And we just developed an SOP to deal with it. I mean, he made it so easy for us. Um, he's good at, I mean, that's what he does. <laughs> so he just knew how to do it. And he kept those files and we've done a subsequent follow-up with him to see if we're on track with our goals. We did goal setting. We made sure that our vision and our mission were in place so that we, that we had the same ideas about where we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I, that that workshop was another thing that's been invaluable to us. But yeah, we've just continued to develop those over time and it's helped it to to flow. Yeah. All right. So we obviously there's there's a lot involved in any kind of a business, a lot involved in yours as well. So big broad strokes, how do you and Phil divvy things up? You mentioned that Phil's the, the numbers guy. So he's crunching the numbers, analyzing properties, seeing the entry and the exit, you know, maybe maximum amount that you guys are able to pay and you know all all that kind of stuff. Right. What what are your main responsibilities in the partnership, Tracy? So my responsibilities are in the process of changing, but they were to, I answer all the phone calls, anything that involves talking to people, that would be me. Mm -hmm. Um I'm down here in the south, I have a southern accent. I build rapport with people in the south pretty easily. So I, I do all of that, talking with them, putting out fires, uncovering problems, um, and and then communicating that back to Phil, what needs to be done. And then he makes sure he gets his calculator out and makes sure our bank can cash the checks that my mouth wrote all day long. <laughs> and, you know, if not, he is really good at working with people and explaining things after the fact. So once we have a contract together, if there's something they want to change, he fixes it and handles that. Um, we now have a VA that is doing a lot of that. So I am working to learn how to train and manage. Um, so this is a step up for me. I'm having to learn it, but I'm learning how to be a good trainer and manager. Yeah. Um to help the employees grow and to be able to reach not just our company goals, but their personal goals in life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just work on being a, a good person to the people that interact in, encounter our company in any way. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what I do. Very nice. No, that, that is, that is great. Uh, what have you guys found is working best for you marketing wise to generate these kind of, subject to leads and deals and, and motivated sellers. Yeah. Well, a highly focused group of people. I mean, making sure that it's in the right price point, that it's the right years of ownership, the right conditions, those things go into building our list. But once that list is pulled, we're doing the same thing that a lot of people are doing. We're sending out texts um, with a voicemail um, 
we're not doing any kind of snail. We'll do a little bit of snail mail, but not much. Um, we do a few things on foreclosures, uh, but not to our big list of people. We're not doing a lot of mailing. It's basically just calling, following up with them and following up. Some of the people that we do deals with, we've been talking to them for quite a while. Hmm. So just don't let them just because they're not ready today. Unless they say no or, you know, tell you Mine's where to put them <laughs> or, or something happens, they don't own the house anymore. They they stay on my list and I'm following up with them. So you're doing, uh, I hear you're doing a lot of text type stuff and you're doing uh, voicemail drops where the, the message automatically lands in their voicemail box. Are you, uh -huh. are you also cold calling people and just trying to get a hold of them direct? Is, is that part of it too? Um, we do have kind of a, a side gig cold calling. We are cold calling some foreclosures and we will send letters to that. We're doing some door drops, um, but that is in a very small group of mm. people that we reach out to. Um, we're not doing a whole lot of cold calling. Yeah, well, that's uh, good. Yeah, that, that that's not a heck of a lot of fun doing those cold calls, I don't think. <laughs> I didn't love it. I'll do it, but I didn't love it. And it would be hard for me to motivate somebody to just get told what for all day long. I just, how miserable is that, right? Not, not much fun. But so uh, what I like about this is, so what I hear you doing primarily is you're doing text messages. So that's great. People can just reply to a text or you're sending a voicemail, which sneaks right in and just lands in their, in their voicemail box. And then they can call you back. So that's an incoming call instead of a cold right. call and and chances right. are they're they're a lot more productive that way very very cool tracy no that's that's fascinating stuff um well, time flies when we're having a blast so if right. if people are interested in connecting with you and finding out more about what you're up to what can they do well um probably the best way to get me is on my facebook it's just tracy ford howell and it's got a green alligator for now I tend to leave it for a while though. So it'll probably have that for a while, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just that on Facebook. Um, I guess they could uh, email me Tracy at Smithwell group. Um, I don't know if there's a way to to put that. Oh, you just, just mentioned. So, it. yep. Is it yep. .com or dot, what is it? .com, smithwellgroup.com. Perfect. Tracy, this has been a lot of fun and, and congratulations on kind of stumbling into this 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 business that that you've really grabbed onto and i'm so pleased that things have worked out so well with you and phil it sounds like you have a really good partnership you each know what your lanes are and it's amazing how things come together right so if you look looking back and and reviewing it like this if you hadn't you know listened to that podcast about this and then kind of poked around here and then invested a few bucks in a consultation and it's amazing how things kind of roll in and then bringing your son on board who got that special specialty and in, in helping people really create tight systems and SOPs and, and all of that. It's, it's amazing how it all kind of comes together, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story and everybody take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.